This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Bunch of devil worshiping wicked nonsense, pentagram wearing on your Nike tennis shoe 666. You think I'm gonna stand for that? You've lost your mind. You tell little Dash X I said so. Bunch of Satanism, bunch of wickedness, bunch of devilism, bunch of demonism. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And if you listen to our very first episode, um, you'll know when I told my mom the name of the show, she asked if ICYMI stood for something lewd. Huh, okay. I thought it was something lewd. I assume she was thinking of like NSFW. She very much was like, is this going to be X-rated? Again, I I assured her it would not be. So I just want to say, Mom, I'm really sorry. This episode's going to be a lewd one. A lap dance from the devil. We're going to get dirty today. Starting with boat porn. Um, If you've been on the internet at all in the past week, you might have heard about Um, a really big boat that was stuck in a canal. It was kind of just this feat of fucking up that was so impressive. It made all of us collectively feel better about our own minor mistakes that didn't disrupt international trade. But unfortunately, we can no longer revel in our own sense of superiority anymore because the big boat has been unstuck and international trade has continued. Those are the joyous sounds of the tugboat bros who successfully dislodged the ever given, the ship, from the Suez Canal. I'm very happy for them. I, on the other hand, am going to have to live with the knowledge that people wrote erotic fan fiction about the (laughs) boat in the canal. (laughs) Ashley Reese at Jezebel wrote a piece about this that has just fully haunted my dreams since. In celebration of the big boat's newfound freedom, we're going to read a little bit of fan fiction right now. We really wanted to play My Heart Will Go On under all of this, but unfortunately, we don't have the rights to that song. However, I offered to sing it and was not taken up on the offer. I'd just like to know. Yeah, I just want to let our listeners know that we spared you from yet another nightmare. These passages are from a piece entitled Inch by Inch, Spec by Spec, which is the third, yes, third installment in a series on Archive of Our Own about the, the boat and the, the canal. They are by a writer who goes by the name Dragonair Absolver. That's potentially Latin and I'm potentially mispronouncing it, but... Daniel, can you, uh, can you cue up some sexy water noises? Well, here we go. It was with immense relief that the canal gushed under her beloved's hull whenever high tides arrived, hurrying to support the ever-given before her body failed and wounded itself. She pushed and rose, lifting the heavy, large ship with the utmost tender care, smiling encouragingly at the panting, paining ship 
The vessel would smile right back, propellers spinning tiredly and bow lifting slightly from the trench to gaze down at the waters. Moonlight danced over the rippling waters and the Ever Given hummed happily. You look breathtaking tonight. The canal glanced at the reflection shimmering over her surface. I'm afraid it's all you, my darling. And so it was. The Ever Given's thousands of lamps that shone like specks of diamonds against a ribbon of inky water. I feel really, really dirty. I think I need a cigarette after that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I really love fan fiction writers. Like, they have so much fun. <laughs> so, on that note of people taking extremely creative and also smutty license, <laughs> we're gonna talk about a new video from Lil Nas X. More after the break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In 2007... TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. I caught it bad just today. You hit me with a call to your place. Ain't been out in a while anyway. Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles in my face. Romantic talking, you don't even have to try. The music video for this song by Lil Nas X already has more than 51 million views on YouTube and has managed to freak a lot of those people out. We're going to explain how this supposedly shocking turn from a 21-year-old rapper isn't actually all that shocking if you know anything about his internet backstory. So Little Nas X has released the music video for Montero, Call Me By Your Name, which also managed to spark just a little bit of satanic panic as a treat. Satanic panic? A throwback. Listen, we have a pandemic, we have a satanic panic, all we need is a witch hunt, and we're in the Middle Ages again. To the uninitiated, it might be just a little bit weird to hear that the same person who gave us the earworm, Old Town Road, would be at the center of a right-wing shitstorm that manages to involve uh, sneakers that are decorated with pentagrams and also contain a single drop of human blood. What? Yeah, it's biohazard, but make it fashion. I mean, for Lil Nas X, it's, it's really not that strange to turn at all. You could say this was all part of the master plan. He's been playing a long game, harnessing the internet, and somehow managing at the same time to make a video where he gives Satan a lap dance into just a really poignant and hopeful message for closeted queer kids. Call me when you want, call me when you need, call me in the morning, I'll be on the way, call me when you want, call me when you need, call me out by your name, I'll be on the way, like, 
songs left. I really love this song. It's really great. I've been listening to it on repeat. Before we go back and explain Lil Nas X's internet roots, we're going to talk about this video first, uh, which Lil Nas X released on Friday. It takes place in a sort of mythical Garden of Eden fantasy land slash underworld called Montero. It is, for lack of a better descriptor, queer in the best possible way. Yeah, I cannot recommend highly enough just watching the video because it is honestly stunning. There's this Inquisition-type court in which Lil Nas X is put on trial by Lil Nas X, who looks like Marie Antoinette crossed with, like, a 90s-era Missy Elliott. You know what I'm talking oh, about? See, the denim Yeah, denim. I was kind of feeling like, um, oh, who's the Effie Trinket in The Hunger Games? Oh, I think, honestly, yeah, same vibe. Like, the pastel colors really sell it. But so Lil Nas X is, you know, while he's on trial by Effie Trinket, he gets hit in the head with a butt plug. But as he dies, he ascends up to heaven only to then ride a stripper pole down to hell where he gives Satan the lap dance and then kills Satan and takes his horns. I really feel like I owe Lil Nas X a thank you as a gay person who spent 10 years in Catholic school because I feel uh, very much primed to explain that there is a quote in the book of Luke That goes, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning, Uh, which this video takes incredibly literally. I mean, the reaction me and Madison are having is largely the reaction the Friday Night Internet had. People were losing their absolute shit. There were just so many, like, supportive tweets. There were so many tweets from, like, gay kids who grew up in the church. There were just tweets from people like someone named Catboy Slim who said, if being quiet and chill is your thing, that's absolutely wonderful for you. But it's genuinely nice to see someone with Lil Nas X's recent influence getting killed by a butt plug and pole dancing into hell. Finally, a little freak representation. Didn't Lil Nas X's father say something about the video? I, I don't know if we've been clear enough that there is a scene at the end of the video where he gives a lap dance to the devil. Mm-hmm. And Lil Nas X's father texted him. Very creative video. I got through it. Congratulations. Live life on your terms. Very proud of you. With, you know, the appropriate amount of emojis that you expect the dad to send. And I got through it. Dad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's a little, okay. But that's so sweet. It was a very sweet text. And Nas posted this text on Twitter with the caption, LMAO, love this man. <laughs> that's the thing that, I find really impressive about what he's done with this video. So it's incredibly raunchy and very fun. And it could just be like an entertaining piece of art for those reasons alone. But it's it's more personal and it's actually very poignant. Lil Nas X's real name is Montero. So the song is named after him. This world he's built is named after him. And he he posted this note on Instagram when he released the song, and it's a, a short letter to his 14-year-old self. Dear 14-year-old Montero, I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised to never come up publicly. I know we promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. That takes one guts... And to like, I'm I'm choked up reading that. Like securing this platform as a young gay black creator who was born of the internet is such a like difficult path. And then to choose to like really do some good with it. I think some people kind of look at the video as this 
troll of <laughs> like the morality of America, which based on the reaction is kind of easy to assume. But I mean, when you look at what the statements that Nas has actually put out about the video, like you can see that there's very much like a personal message involved. Of course, that went right over the heads of <laughs> every single right wing Christian person on the Internet. And it's it's so funny because he there's not a video Lil Nas X dropped and was like, hmm. People will get the message. In this letter, he says, people will be angry and pushing an agenda. The truth is, I am. He knew exactly what he was doing, and the Christian right is acting like he's taunting them instead of very earnestly saying, this is who I am and who I want to encourage other people to be if that suits them too. Exactly. And, you know, the Christian right has all the subtlety of a bull in a china shop. And so they looked at this video and thought, Ah! The children! The children. The children. The children who statistically, you know, they're queer. Except. Yeah. I didn't know who little Nash X was. Little thug, whoever. I had no idea who he was. We was riding this morning. Hudson said, well, you know who, what made him famous? I said, well, he said, you know, he was that horses song. Got my horses and whatever that song. I was like, man, that song's got a cool beat. I'll never be able to listen to it again. Bunch of devil worshiping, wicked nonsense. Pentagram wearing on your Nike tennis shoe 666. You think I'm going to stand for that? You've lost your mind. You this is a deeply funny video from this pastor. <laughs> he gets one thing right. Old Town Road did have a, a great beat. Oh, absolutely. So that's where Lil Nas X is now. But to understand how we got here, we're going to need to take a trip back in time <laughs> to when Lil Nas X was what's known as a tweet decker. Tweet decking is a Twitter growth hack. It involves a group of people known collectively as a deck who collaborate to force a tweet into virality. So the idea is these members of a tweet deck all have pretty decent Twitter followings themselves. So when a person pays them to retweet something, that tweet has a really increased potential of going viral since it's now being shared by a group of people with collectively tens of thousands of followers. Twitter has now really cracked down on this, but it's smart, it's innovative, and it's also a little shady. Yeah, and Lil Nas X really took advantage of this tactic with his uh, Nicki Minaj stan account called Nas Mirage. A, great name. B, if you know anything about Nicki stans... We're talking about the barbs, right? Yes. The barbs are the one of the most active fan groups on the internet. And so... In a way, Little Nas X very much grew up and his sensibility was dictated by this idea of going viral and learning how to game the system to go viral. These are the same tactics that actually helped rocket Old Town Road to mega chart-topping success. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the Like I said, a banger. Truly a banger. But in a way, Old Town Road was a meme in and of itself. The innate quality of a meme is its ability to kind of build on itself. And Old Town Road does that with just the endless amount of remixes that Lil Nas X was putting out. I don't know if you remember that kind of like moment during... <laughs> the Old Town Road rush, where it felt like every other week there was a new remix. The most popular one was probably Billy Ray Cyrus, but there was Young Thug, there was Mason Ramsey, who was a meme 
in and of himself. Even BTS had Soul Town Road. Montero, Call Me By Your Name, actually kind of builds on that like ingrained knowledge of what constitutes a meme and what constitutes virality. Lil Nas X tweeted about using stills from Spongebob, which if you have spent any time on the internet, you know is one of the most memeable shows in existence. And he used stills from this show as inspiration for specific scenes. Unlike Old Town Road and Spongebob for that matter, Montero is, uh, let's say, not rated G for everyone. (laughs) The slide down an infinite stripper pole has absolutely pissed off people who are acting like because Lil Nas X once made a song about horses that their kids go nuts for, he owes them more music in that thing. Like, he's not Raffi. <laughs> he's not this is not a children's entertainer. Um, Nick Young, a former NBA player, was, like, going off on Twitter about how his kids will never play Old Town Road again, which, okay, I mean, that's your kid's loss. Yeah, he's also apparently going to boycott Nike because of the exclusive sneaker release that came with uh, Montero. To be very clear, Nike is not affiliated with this sneaker drop. Lil Nas X has released a custom sneaker line of, wait for it, 666 pairs of individually numbered black and red Nike Air Maxes in partnership with, I think uh, they're in Brooklyn, a design studio called Mischief. It's spelled M-S-C-H-F. So I'm going to go ahead and make make an assumption that's how you pronounce it. There's a pentagram charm on the laces and a Allegedly, the studio claims that there is a drop of human blood in in each pair. The Mischief founder, Daniel Greenberg, actually said in an email to the New York Times on Sunday, sacrifice is just a cool word. It was just the Mischief team that gave the blood. The Times asked who collected the blood, and um, Daniel Greenberg replied, uh, yeah, haha, not medical professionals. We did it ourselves, LOL. <laughs> Christy Noem, who's the governor of South Dakota, tweeted just a whole bunch of screed against Lil Nas X about these sneakers. And uh, Lil Nas X, because he is so good at the internet and at harnessing negative attention for his own purposes, quote tweets her and responds, you're a whole governor and you on here tweeting about some damn shoes, do your job. Which is just like this perfect example of how much better than the people he's up against, Lil Nas X understands the internet. And I know it it seems very easy to just be like, this is a digital native. This is a 21-year-old person who's been online their whole life. Everyone is like this. Every 21-year-old is not like this. This is a special skill. So not one to not get the final word, Lil Nas X has actually posted an apology video. Okay, guys, I see everybody's been talking about this shoe, and I just want to come forward and say... Okay, that's right. Okay, it's obviously not an apology video. It is a troll where he's apologizing to the camera, and then as he's about to, you know, go into the promised apology, it cuts to a clip of Montero, the clip where he is giving Satan a lap dance. I mean... I know we keep saying this over and over again, but most (laughs) 20-somethings are not this good at kind of harnessing both positive and negative attention and ultimately using it to, like, boost their reputation or boost their own, like, listens, which in turn boost their income. And we should not only be, like, hyping Lil Nas X up for the fact that he just continues to release banger after banger, but the fact that he has 
created an online movement or like an online kind of culture around himself. He's an internet strategist as much as he is a musical artist. Exactly. I don't think most PR companies could even do something like this. The point is, this stuff is hard to do right. And he just keeps doing it right. Stream Montero by Lil Nas X. Stream Montero by Lil Nas X. All right, that's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. It's free, and that's the best way to never miss an episode. And please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast and tell a friend. It really does help us find new listeners. In the meantime, if you've got a rabbit hole you want us to go down, a TikTok challenge that makes no sense, or you want to know why everyone is talking about Addison Ray and Jimmy Fallon, drop us a note at icymi at slate.com or find us on Twitter at the hashtag icymipod. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman is Slate's culture editor. Gabe Roth is editorial director of audio. See you online. Or not.